Day three at Gardener's World live at the NEC in Birmingham. It's been a hot couple of days, but I'm pleased to say uh, it's now cooling down a little. And I'm delighted that joining me in the studio in the heart of the halls is Joe Bagley. Of course, Mr. UK Houseplants. Aren't you, Joe? Yes, good morning. <laughs> good to see you again, Joe. Um, we met the first time probably 12 months or so ago, and, and things were just sort of beginning to really take off for you, weren't they? Um, but, of course, you've got this amazing story about having started looking after plants for your grandmother and how many plants have you got in your house uh, now oh it must be about 1400 individual (laughs) plants but i've been getting into gardening and Ah. i've got like a little patio area so that's yeah added to the collection no doubt so yeah lots of people bring their gardens indoors and you've done it the other way around Mm. (laughs) yeah started in and then just started going outside and seeing what there is and there's just some beautiful plants i'm interested in like purple-toned plants this year, cottonus, oh. uh, for example, berberus as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yours is a lovely story, Joe, uh, and I was so impressed when I, I first met you because you were um, a lover of plants who used to come to shows like this and watch and look at the expert, and now you are presenting on one of the stages, passing on your phenomenal knowledge um, uh, about your, your house plants. How's that journey been? What's it been like for you? It's been really interesting, and it's, yes... It's been naught to 60, but it's been in a, a, a controlled manner. And no, it's been brilliant. And I've been so grateful to be asked back to come. But this year, it's just grown exponentially compared to last year when it was obviously um, laid back because of COVID. So this year, and there's several stages. And from then, it's just been a really, really good experience for me. Meeting Alan Titchmarsh, Monty Don. I've met him last year as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's just been a great journey so far. And I hope to continue that in the future. Um, a lot of talk this year about houseplants. Uh, I mean, I know we've got all the show gardens, everything here. And the floral marquee is, is incredible once again. I think yesterday, because it was so warm, when you walked in, it was like... A, a complete barrage of hitter on your senses, the smells and everything was amazing, wasn't it? Um, houseplants seem to be very much back in vogue again. Is, is that fair? I mean, you'll see this from, from the sharp end, won't you? Yeah, no, definitely. And you can, especially in the last 10 years or so, social media has played a massive role in um, saying that it is okay to have, you know, lots and lots of houseplants. Because when I first started, there wasn't many people who had this many plants. So I thought I was a bit of an outcast. But it turns out all over the world, there are people you know fanatics like myself but houseplants are really coming back into fashion and the nurseries are hybridizing creating new cultivars i was in holland at the start of the week and going through some nurseries and it's been a really fantastic opportunity to see new types of begonia for example when philodendrons but yeah and especially the wider the you know the gene pool of different plants that you can buy now with variegations color tones leaf sizes mm. you know houseplants will definitely keep rising yeah. uh, for the next few years i guess it's also um, a good way for some people to get into horticulture mm. with, with a houseplant i mean particularly for those who may only have a window box and not a garden necessarily and there are so many varietals I mean, and the new plants at the, at the show this year there's like 40 different mm. ones uh, which is incredible isn't it and some of the ones you've been talking about really spark the imagination mm. of people who want an easy way of enjoying horticulture yeah 
Yeah, it is great, especially with new builds. When typically yeah. the house, the gardens were a lot smaller. A lot of people live in flats, apartments where they only have maybe patios, so they can't have a garden like Monte Dondas or people who may live in uh, villages. So it's very applicable to bring horticulture, bring nature in. And you know, you only have to go to the garden centre, sometimes a supermarket, and DIY stores, and you can just buy a couple of plants, bring them indoors, and you're already um, you started the journey to become a, a plant hoarder like myself. <laughs> <laughs> plant hoarder what a great great way of putting it now you've got a tremendous website uh, com, and you you give sort of one-to-one advice to mm. people don't you yeah i started about about a year and a half ago and it looks like it's just for the uk but it's all over the world i've had people from puerto rico mongolia it's, it's been really really amazing. mongolia yeah and also i've had a few people with hard of hearing uh, so what i would do is i'd have the video call with her but we would be messaging the messages so that if you know she says oh can i show you uh, my fo- my you know plant of course she doesn't say that she types it and then she shows me and it's you know it's it's for everybody all walks of life and it's just most people ask about i've hurt this plant you know this plant is screaming at me how do i keep it quiet kind of thing sometimes people want to know what plants would be good in that location as well so it's a massive wide variety of different people and it's lovely to meet new people because i also learn from them on how this plant has behaved in that location for example so it's a it's a win-win really yeah um you you were employed at one point but now you're Mm. self-employed and you've got your own on online shop as well um a lot of that as you say has been done through social media has that been a a fundamental part of the growth of Mm. of you and your business yeah so to begin with it definitely was and I started doing um, the Instagram around four years ago actually it was the 12th of June 2018 (laughs) so just over four years ago now and that started the journey of me helping people but and then also I started showing all of the plants together and then Gardeners World one of the researchers um, poached me and said oh would you like to be on the show this was in maybe April 2020 it was in the lockdown I said oh yes that's fine and they said it would be a small segment turned out to be eight minutes long which on a show is a really long time and then since then I did the website I I wrote the article side which was totally free so it was actually a cost burden on me Uh, I wrote about 300 articles that was the start of 2019 but then from mid 2020 onwards I started the um, you know the business side to things but now weirdly enough the, the website is its own fully fledged you know being it you know if I don't post something the website the views are still there and vice versa so mm. it's, it's it's almost like a separate entity which is good it means it's a little bit more reliable as well I at home have about half a dozen house plants and it's fair to say that they I'm surprised they haven't called you themselves because they're <laughs> neglected Aww. how do you get the time to look after 1400 plus house plants yeah especially like the weather we've just had yeah. luckily it's a lot cooler but no when it's hot it's it's a nightmare because sometimes you may forget one of the plants and they you know they are screaming they're scratching at the window trying to escape to to bathe themselves in a nearby pond but it, it takes a while and I do it more little and often because I used to do watering days but it would be the entire day because sometimes I put the plant in the shower and water them because I always hose the foliage and hosing the foliage just really saturates the leaves stimulates a lot of growth gets rid of dust sometimes um, particles or pests for example but no since 
changing from a watering day to just little and often doing it every single day is, is a lot easier but the, I do go through a lot of water and a lot of feed as well <laughs> to keep, keep the beasties happy Now we're in the studio and you're not at home so you can tell me because they can't hear you um, Have you got a favourite? Ooh I've got two favourites. I've got the old Oxalis, which I, I did yep. on, you know, I did a little segment on the show. Yeah. And that's that is over four years old. It's the same time I started. And those those last years, that the leaves fold up, they're like a butterfly shaped um, Oxalis, and they open up in the day, and they produce flowers pretty much all year round, and even they um, open and shut in the day. Whereas my other favourite house plant is a very old Christmas cactus that I was given from my uncle who lives in Devon. Now his mum had it from the 70s I think and he's just kept on growing it and growing it but it got too big so he put it in the garage by a very small door window and of course it had very little light. And I saw it, I said, oh, could I have this? And he said, uh, go on then, have it. They have very small spines, so driving home, I was in the passenger seat, and the spines were irritating my hands, but I thought, you know, no pain, no gain, got to do it. Brought it home, gave it a bit of a repop, watered it, and popped it in this location in the bathroom. So there's an overhead, uh, you know, skylight window, and I have a cabinet next door, so it gets a perfect amount of light, no direct sun. And it's been there for three years now, and each year it flowers just that little bit more. The first time it had four, three, four flowers, then about ten, and last year it was a really good show. They only last a few days before they drop all over the floor and have to get the, vac- the vacuum out, but it's a beautiful plant because of how old it is. And I've, I've taken a few cuttings, and the cuttings act like completely newborn uh, plants. They grow so much quicker than the mother plant. It's really peculiar. So if you have any old plants at home and you're thinking, oh, I might want to split it or propagate it with stem cuttings, definitely have a go because those little cuttings grow really, really well. The pandemic will have introduced lots of people Mm. to gardening, be that houseplants or or out in the gardening. Um, uh, And we've seen lots of reports of how people have taken to do things, haven't they? Making banana bread and and Mm. taking up gardening. (laughs) So they'll they'll have come to this show, and we'll be coming to this show this year, um, full of anticipation and slightly in awe of uh, of a lot of the stuff that you can see the latin names mm. the the ph of the soil and where you should put things in shade and whatever else what's your top three tips mm. joe for for people who are coming to the show and thinking i'll start with some house plants um and i want something that i know is is going to you know <laughs> put up with being yes. treated perhaps by by a novice uh, but <laughs> i want some fairly instant return on mm. it something that's not too high maintenance but mm. a fairly instant return what's, okay. what's your top three tips yeah so the first one is to keep in mind the location now you don't have to keep in mind the desired location for the plant sometimes what i do is i buy a plant and then think about where i'm going to put it afterwards once i get home that's a, a later stress but if you have an area like a windowsill then just have a quick look you know get the compass out or if you have a phone you can do it on those now and just see if it's a north facing window that's quite bright in direct light if you have it very close to the window where south facing for example of course it's a lot more sun especially in june when it's you know the daylight hours are at its longest they make the plants plants may need to be brought back slightly but no the first idea is just the location the second one is just having a quick look at what plants you physically like because most times plants that look quite nice can be looked after quite easily as well like the oxalis the most easiest plant you'll ever have it's like an alpine you can have them outside in rockeries in summer of course in winter they don't like the, the frost but they are very easy to look after 
So it's just a case of Googling that plant because they always have the name on the pot and just having a quick look at the some daily tips that people provide, maybe my website or whoever, or even a book if you have looked into the Dr. Hussain books, I really like those. And then you can just tell, oh, is that an easy plant? Mm, maybe, maybe not. And the third one is when you bring it home, the number one issue, of course, is overwatering. Now, what I definitely would do is do the drenches between droughts trick. Now, this is where you give the plant a lot of water all at once and allow the excess moisture to drain from the pot over the sink or outside and then just leave it to slightly dry out, not to the point that the plant is wilting, but just that process, that action of drying soil allows the oxygen and the air circulation to re-penetrate the soil which helps the roots because it's always better to water a plant seven litres one day a week than one litre each day of the week. It's the same amount of water at the end of the week but little and often doesn't allow the soil to breathe because it stays moist for too long and those roots need accessible moisture but they also need accessible oxygen and it is that seesaw effect when there's a lot of moisture not much oxygen and there's a lot of oxygen the moisture is a lot lower so that's my my three top tips as well and they are fantastic tips in fact i've been making a (laughs) mental note about the watering one because i think that's where i'm going wrong (laughs) joe uh, absolutely brilliant to see you and uh, and i'm really pleased for the success Mm. that, that you've had it's obviously going very very well uk houseplants.com is your website where people can get in touch with you for lots more uh, Mm. information Uh, so Joe you're going to be busy today uh, at the show Uh, enjoy it's going to be a bit cooler as I said before yes we me and this lady called Samantha designed a 1970s boho themed top of the pops it's for the you know celebrating BBC's 100 years and obviously that's in the floral marquee which yesterday was very very warm whereas today it'll be a lot cooler so because I'll be able to give some more advice out to people before I was like panting but no it's, it's just a fantastic event and just so much bigger I was shocked mm. to see how big because they said it was going to be in the main hall I thought oh, okay brilliant didn't realise that the floor marquee from last year was also being used as well so it's fantastic event and I really would recommend to come maybe this year or next year whichever's best for you if you could play your favourite tune on the top of the pops Ooh. Stan what would it be now I would say Taylor Swift but that's she's a bit too late but so it would be a <laughs> Whitney modern, Houston <laughs> yes I'd say um know dancing with somebody i want to dance with somebody that's what i would have you know it's a good a good 80s late 80s track to have a little boogie to what would you play oh that's a very good question i'd probably go back to um so something from the rolling stones from the 1970s oh, come yeah now you're looking at me trying to think well. about what i'm not going to tell you <laughs> joe it's a real pleasure to see you uh, enjoy the rest of the show but for yes. now thanks for coming into the studio thank joe you very Bradley. much thank you